Alrighty. Oh, I see we've got a chat mojo in the call tonight. Hey, Glad yeah. to be here. Welcome, chat. Good to see you. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm doing pretty well today. Looking forward to chatting about uh, all the different options people have around the world to uh, gain self-custody, be that you know, DRS through, um, you know, the DTC, get some ownership of American stocks or even similar options that exist in other countries for our other markets. I think it's going to be a great conversation about ownership here right here. Yeah, that's actually pretty sweet. You know, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, obviously we know that there's a lot of people from around the world that are, that are in here. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a sweet subject to talk about. Yeah, I love that, man. Appreciate it. Glad to see everybody. Absolutely. This is some, yeah, some juicy little info. The more people we can get this out to, the better. Because um, not only does this cover, I mean, almost 100 brokers around the world that can DRS, but it kind of builds a bit of a layout of how uh, you might be able to take it to a broker that we don't have a guide for, because there are a lot of commonalities between uh, these brokers around the world and how you can get into direct registration. Do we have some updates, Chives, first we want to get into? Yeah, sure thing. What I'd love to mention first is, as always, you know, updating on our progress with the YDRS database. Um, you know, For those that aren't already aware, we are trying to build a comprehensive resource for DRS information for all 10,000-plus United States publicly traded companies. Uh, one of the first things we're tackling is the investor relations section of that so that we can have, you know, type in your ticker, uh, type in your broker and we'll give you all the information you need to reach out to that company and uh, request DRS information, ask them to put it in their 10Q or just give it to you in an email. You know, if you're a direct registered investor, this information is stuff you have the right to know. And a lot of companies just simply have not shared that. Uh, we also spoke with Gary Gensler a few months ago and he shared, you know, companies can share this information publicly. They just don't because it, uh, they don't realize investors want to know it. So all we got to do is reach out. And as far as that database resource goes, we are uh, just about 38% complete on uh, all 10,000 companies. So you know, we're c- getting close to uh, the halfway mark. Can't believe it since we started this project about 10 months ago. So I really love that. And um, that's that's pretty much the biggest thing. I love talking about that percentage go- growth every week. Yeah, that keeps going up nicely every week. It's crazy considering it is te- like well thousands and thousands of companies it's it's a big old list um and as well like i i also think it's not just important for investors to know about how how many directly registered shares there are for any particular company but this should be a, a measurement within market mechanics as much as anything else like this is a percentage of a company that has been locked away from the liquidity machine that is wall street and hedge funds and you know Virtue and the liquidity fairy and and his size improvement because he doesn't have the shares that he says he sold to you um and that's that's what they brag about but anyway um yeah i um I think one as far as updates go from my end i I've just been crazy crazy busy, but I want to update everyone uh there was an issue with our lemmy instance our, our lemmy server was down for a few days. Uh, it was some issue with the way that the uh, server was booting up, but our dedicated 
uh, Lemmy server workers all, all got it uh, fixed up and it's back up and running. And hopefully we've got even better scalable solutions now for uploading pictures and all that kind of stuff. So it's always something new to learn, but every time it gets a bit more resilient. So it's uh, it's good growth. Oh, I'm really glad you mentioned that. I just want to kind of reiterate, you know, maybe uh, a Bibik, you could post the Lemmy link there in the nest for anyone who doesn't have it. Lemmy, for those who don't know, it's a self-hosted open source social media alternative that's structured very similar to Reddit. And uh, anyone who's listened to this call probably uses Reddit or has used Reddit and knows that the Reddit administration, uh, you know, they've got their own policies when it comes to censorship, limiting speech, limiting assembly. And I think it's really important that we take advantage of open source alternatives where we can uh, and be able to continue communicating, continue learning, continue growing as a retail base. And so that's why the DRS team hosts this Lemmy instance so that people can keep on getting together, uh, keep on growing and learning together. And uh, so we're happy to do that. And I definitely would encourage everyone to stop by, especially now that it's back up again. So thanks so much for uh, for mentioning that. No problem. I've uh, yeah, I've just put in the uh, in the nest a link. It's our link tree, so it's got anywhere you can listen to all of our previous recordings of of taking stock, as well as links to the Lemmy and our Discord server. Um, just just about everything you could, and also the websites. Literally everything that we could ever put out uh, is right there. Um, but I think. Uh, without further ado, we can we can get into the meat of things. This is uh, kind of a continuation of what we were talking about last week, which was the different forms of ownership. And we're kind of figuring out how to move from the bottom of that link, uh, those links, which is broker holdings, all the way to the top, which is DRS holdings. Um, so to zoom out at first, uh, DRS, everyone's three favorite letters, it's certainly mine, um, is actually uh, a American-specific term. Um, outside of America, it's more commonly referred to as just direct registration. Uh, so that's what it's called in England. It's what it's called in France and Australia and all the, all this kind of stuff. So um, DRS is a product of the DTC. It is the service that uh, allows you to transfer into direct registration. Um and uh, yeah, it's uh, just a little little thing to clarify and, and be aware of. But investors all around the world can DRS and DRS their US stocks. Um, I'm sure lots of uh, Chad's followers have, have DRS various American stocks with uh, AST as well as Computer Share. And uh, yeah, it's uh, something that can be done from literally any country aside from, I think, South Korea, where they do prohibit holding outside of uh, South Korean nominees. But I'd love to be corrected on that because that means, you know, a whole a whole country could then DRS. But, uh, but yeah, I think unless... Uh, is there anything you wanted to talk on that, Chives, before, we, uh, before I carry on? <laughs> well, I guess what I'd love to kind of touch on, you know, number one is that this is a continuation of our previous talk where there's a variety of different ways that you can, you know, own either a stock or own an entitlement to a stock and uh, being invested with the market. You know, there are different priorities each investor has, and there's certainly you know, pros and cons to each holding method. And when we use DRS as like a major umbrella term, 
although that does just apply technically to U.S. traded stock, you know, what we're really about is uh, ownership, advocating for ownership. Uh, anyone who comes from the crypto space, you know, for example, is going to be very familiar with this idea that you only really own something if you own it yourself. And anytime you're working with a uh, centralized exchange, you're trading some of that uh, ownership. You're, and in response, hopefully you're getting access to a better rate of return or a better access to liquidity. But ultimately, you're giving something up and accepting the risk that comes along with that. You know, if something went wrong with the centralized exchange, you know, then then there's a trade-off that's involved. And ideally, you're, you and all the other investors around you are educated enough to understand the pros and cons and make the decision about that trade-off. But there's real information asymmetry in the markets today. And especially around the topic of ownership, a lot of people assume that just by buying through a broker like Fidelity or Robinhood or Revolut uh, or what have you, that you own the the underlying asset. And that's not correct. That's what we want to keep railing on and uh, continue to grow information about. And that's what we're going to get into today. Not only how different countries and different investors in those countries can DRS uh, through the existing system if they want to become investors in U.S. companies, but other similar alternatives that exist if you were, say, and an Australian investor who wanted to invest in an Australian company, uh, what could you do then? And pretty much every country, you know, uh, bless them, have some type of way to hold stock in your own name for now. Um, <laughs> before we get too far forward, I, I guess what I'd love to mention also is Vivek did mention, you know, South Korea, they limit DRS for their residents. And as many of you may be aware, uh, but some of you might not be, uh, the UK right now is also working on a, a task force where the government's put together this proposal where they want to actually limit the ability for investors to hold in their own name for UK stocks, you know, in the inside their own country and force everyone to hold through a custodian, which would make ownership impossible if that's the direction they go. Um, that's very concerning. I don't want to see investors in any country anywhere be locked out from true stock ownership. Uh, so we'll just, again, keep ringing the alarm and uh, keep having these discussions. For sure. And I mean, uh, funny you bring up Revolut there as well, uh, because it wasn't that long ago they stopped allowing DRS transfers entirely. Um, and it looks like maybe transfers overall as well. Uh, before they were using Drive Wealth, uh, the American broker uh, facilitator that a handful of brokers around the world use, Um they they used to allow DRS transferring for free. Then they upped the fee to $55, which is uh, seems to be a bit of an average price across all drive wealth using brokers. Um, let me see if I can bring up. Uh, we've I've got the uh, uh, database or spreadsheet of all of our broker guides in front of me. Um, and I think... Uh, Right, we've got Sproutfy, which is uh, a South American uh, broker. We've got Navy Federal Credit Union, which is a North American broker. Um, and then we've got uh, Stake, which is an Australian broker. So, like, yeah, even though uh, DriveWorth kind of facilitates mostly international stuff, there are even American brokers that do use them. Um, so, DriveWealth is the DTC participant that these brokers use in order to access the US stock exchanges and then also allows them to then DRS transfer as well. 
Um, so a lot of them charge just uh, $55 aside from stake in Australia, which charged an obscene $200. They also charge $200 to do any kind of transfer. Um, so it's kind of wild that they, these kind of brokers can uh, throw about any kind of fee that they want and they will all blame DriveWell for the fee. Um, despite it being free before with Revolut, when you could uh, go straight to DriveWell's website and request your transfer there. So just one of the little annoying things that I picked up on while working on the broker guides. But uh, Chad, did you want to say something there? Yeah, I, 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 we, could, we could talk about it later if, if you want, but um, I, I, I kind of got into... Um, Atari, which is Pong F, and Toy Toys R Us, which is Toy R F, and F obviously stands for foreign. Uh, Atari is French, and uh, um, Toy R F is Australian company. Can a U.S. citizen direct register, even though they're not a citizen of those companies? And how would they achieve it if they could? Um, you know, with with Pong being French and and uh, Toy R F being Australian. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, in, in France especially, they are very uh, positive about direct registration. Uh, we've got a whole uh, page dedicated to it on, on YDRS.org, where like uh, L'Oreal, for example, offer uh, preferential dividends. They'll give you a 10% bonus on, on any cash dividend. They'll even uh, offer to reimburse you up to 50 euros for transferring into direct registration if the broker charges you a fee. Uh, so, And then a bunch of other companies also offer doubled voting rights, uh, and that can increase even more depending on the size of your holding and the length of holding it. So, yeah, definitely possible in France. I'm sure it's possible in Australia too, much like me as an as a English person. I can hold... Uh, American stocks through Computer Share US. Then to flip that around, if you wanted to buy an English stock and direct register it, it could also be held through Computer Share UK, for example, if that's the transfer agent. Um, it's a bit more uh, complicated in, in England because um, you don't have to be a transfer agent to hold or manage direct registration for a company. So there are yeah various other uh, kind of institutions that will offer that as well as banks um, I think Citibank offers uh, kind of those services uh, for some companies in America as well but um, I think in Australia Chives knows some bits about the the chess system C-H-E-S-S uh, which is kind of their version of direct registration or- yeah so in as far as the French doc um the process should be fairly similar, even though the structure is different and the entities are different. But French companies do have a transfer agent that you're going to need to contact. And um, there may be some type of, uh, what's the word, like exchange? Because right now you, you're holding, it sounds like, the foreign equivalent, but in your your Canadian, right? Canadian broker. Um, so that's not necessarily the same stock that's being traded on the exchange there in Europe. Uh, similar to how GS2C is traded for GameStop in, in uh, the German exchanges as opposed to GME here. So that might be one uh, one consideration. Uh, you might also find it easier to get you know for, uh, euros and then buy on buy from the transfer agent directly. I know they have a, um, a plan that you'd be able to do that with and then DRS from that plan. 
uh, were their equivalent to DRS, which I think is called just registered shares. Um, for Australia, it's a bit different. They have, uh, it's funny you mentioned a French company and an Australian company, because we had, those are the two examples that we were most prepared to talk about later on. <laughs> and so we'll certainly get more into it later, but broad, like long story short, um, Australia has one single stock exchange registry, which is called chess and individuals can then have a identification number at that registry where your stocks are held in your name. Uh, so it's kind of like, instead of being these individual transfer agents um, that are individually managing ledgers, it's a more centralized system that more parties have uh, access into where the individual ownership is still maintained. So I'm not sure exactly who, who you would contact to uh, get that ball rolling, but you should be able to do it. And that's something I'd love to learn more about, actually. So we maybe we can wrap back around in a couple of weeks. For sure. And I think, yeah, the the main thing to throw in at the end of that is like um, with tax implications, because you're registering uh, these shares in another country. Um, it's very simple, actually, like for when I've registered my American stocks with ComputerShare, um I just have to fill out a form called a W8BEN form, which just verifies my status as a UK citizen. That's where I pay tax. I don't pay American tax. And it's as simple as that. Um, it's often not even really a form. It's just like a few boxes you have to fill out on, on the website. Um, but I guess that, that depends on the transfer agent. But um, computer share covers a large market share. So it's it's they're a good example. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's uh, similar with AST as well. Uh, but yeah, um, so I hope it would be great to see more people doing that. And so, cause the only reason we've been able to get all this information about DRSing through these brokers is because people were so fervently trying to do it, uh, with, with one specific American stock. So, um, like it was just a, a gold mine for information and then being able to help share that information. So hopefully something like that can happen again here. Um, and we can keep this ball rolling and make this information more equitable, more, um, what's the word, democratized uh, and accessible. Um, because, yeah, as we all know, DRS is kind of the open secret of uh, investing where it's known about by those who know about it and everyone else is totally unaware. And uh, it's, I don't know, it's just crazy to think that uh, it's still so many people have never ever heard of it or even understand the concept but um anyway let's get into we're tripping away at that yeah yeah we're doing our best we're doing what we can and i'm sure everyone who's listening in is doing what they can as well it's uh it's a crazy global movement that we're all a part of um, so we know Bibic that that you, of course, are you know for for those who don't know, he's out in the UK himself, so an international investor. So as we kind of move into that this section first, we're next we want to talk about that process where an, an individual outside of the US, what they have to go through. Um, Bibic, you're probably the most knowledgeable person, maybe on the planet <laughs> about this. I, I'd go that far, considering not only your own personal experience, but writing over a hundred broker guides from dozens of different countries. I'd love for you to, to kind of lead us in, you know, what does that look like for people outside the U S who want to become direct holders? 
Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it's been like I just started off writing up a list of which brokers could or couldn't DRS transfer. And then that expanded to like, oh, let's get some basic steps. And then that transferred into this whole like 140 plus guides on how to get your shares out of brokers into direct registration uh, or DRS specifically in the US. Um, so out of the 140 plus uh, brokers that we've written guides for, 80 of them are able to DRS. It used to be 82, but as I said earlier, Revolut stopped. Um, and that's because they moved from DriveWealth to some Lithuanian uh, asset manager. Uh, I have no idea what their name is, but for some reason, because of that, they're not allowing transferring anymore. Um, Comsec in Australia also had a similar thing earlier this year. They were able to DRS for free. They were like the premium Australian uh broker to go to for drs but yeah they just stopped it they didn't even introduce a fee they were just like nah not happening um it may return at some point but it's it's been a while and we haven't heard a peep so it's looking like it's staying that way um but yeah beyond that we've got these 80 brokers we've been able to kind of consolidate information from and over the course of building these guides i've been able to see like some of them are quite unique in the way that they ask you to request a DRS transfer. And then a lot of them actually share quite a lot in common. Um, so let's have a look at uh, order of country. I'm just going through my, uh, through the spreadsheet now. So in Australia, we've got a handful of brokers that can DRS. Uh, we've got superhero, uh, which I think is taken because in, in Australia, um, their kind of retirement accounts are called super annuations. So, uh, but yeah, and then we've got stake, the people who charge $200 to transfer any amount of shares to anyone. Um, NAB trade, Westpac, IG Australia, um, they, they can all DRS transfer. IG Australia can do it for free. So can NAB trade. I try and shout them out wherever I can, because at least there's something. Um, whereas uh, I'm sure a lot of people know with Canada, um bmo investor line was the only broker that could transfer for free and then they decided to introduce what was it a hundred dollars or a 150 dollar fee um out of nowhere so they went from being the cheapest to well i say cheap but they were free uh to being uh essentially one of the more expensive ones but still not as bad as uh, a bunch of others such as uh, wealth simple or q trade or quest trade q trade and quest trade they both charge an obscene amount of money and and wealth simple all 300 dollars per transfer um and who else national bank direct brokerage nbda or nbdb um in uh they charge uh 150 dollars so it's kind of like how much is a DRS transfer worth to these people? Why Why is it so costly? Um, but uh, as you can see, for some people, it's free. So I think there's a, there's a hold up in terms of um, these fees would have been applicable and reasonable for getting a paper certificate. But then they've just decided to apply the same fee for anyone DRSing because I guess they try to make it less accessible or less appealing for people. Um but out of those two countries, um, oh, actually, no. All right. 
out of uh, out of those two countries actually so three of those brokers all request something uh called a letter of instruction which can also be called a letter of authorization or a uh there's a third one as well but basically it can be called a letter of something anything uh and it's basically you telling the bank or broker what to do uh and then signing your name to it it's as simple as that for the large part we've been able to put together like a, a good uh, template for it um, in our guides uh, that someone's made it into a fillable, digitally fillable PDF. So you can just type in your info, digitally sign it, send it off. Most brokers accept a digital signature. Some demand it to be wet ink. They love that stuff. Uh, so yeah, sometimes you need access to a printer. Sometimes you don't, but this letter of instruction thing is also then reflected with a bunch of them in uh, their own homemade stuff. Um, I mean, uh, going back to America, there's Cash App, who also use Drive Wealth um, as their DTC participant. Uh, they have uh, a letter of instruction basically formatted exactly the same as uh, Drive Wealth's old one before um, they they started making you go directly through the brokers. Um, and uh, it's very similar to the letter of instruction uh, uh, template that we've got on the guides. So it um, seems to be that this is quite a broadly applicable thing. So if you're dealing with a broker that you don't see listed on our websites, then try that approach. Say, can I send you a letter, letter of instruction or letter of authorization and see if that gets you anywhere? Um, because at least it will make them... Uh, hear that you you sound like you know what you're talking about uh, and that always goes a long way I think um, when I was calling my one of my many English brokers uh, to figure out how to DRS um, years ago now um, they were saying like oh what what even is that and I'm like well it's it's called a, it's also called a DCC um, W slash T uh, transmission uh, where w slash t stands for withdrawable by transfer and they were like what and it was like i was teaching the broker about something so they actually went and researched it and i think without that extra little bit, bit of information they would have just you know um pushed me to one side and been like no 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 that's not going to happen so uh anyway i, I see chives you got your hand up if you, did you want to jump in with something i just uh had realized while we were while you were you know lifting all that out that maybe one bit of context we should cover first that i don't think we mentioned is that all these international brokers when they are trying to you know when they're trying to provide to their clients and to investors the ability to trade with us stocks they need to have a dtc partner that's domestic over here um and so you know when Bivik was saying you know x broker and y broker have drive wealth as their partner, uh, that's essentially you know, who they're going through when it comes to actually locating the stocks, when it comes to uh, hopefully delivering them and making good on all of those obligations to their clients. It's because they have a DTC partner that they're able to participate in the market at all. Uh, but there's this extra degree of separation there, which is why personally, it doesn't surprise me at all to think that um, you know these some of these various brokers might have never heard about some more niche DTC services like DRS uh, because they're all these extra step removed. And sometimes they don't even have 
you know, sometimes it's not even that they have a direct partnership. Maybe they are partners with someone else who then partners with the DTC, or there could be even more chains uh, in that uh, in that exchange. So it's something to think about. And there's going to be these extra steps to go through. And a lot of the time, if you ask, that's why these international brokers will justify their fees, because it's like, oh, well, we've got to go through this and that and this other hoop in order to instigate the uh, the DTC withdrawal uh, for you to the transfer agent. Just wanted to mention that, uh, and I'll let you hop right back into it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is worth mentioning. Like, I've just been throwing out around that these brokers have sometimes, uh, yeah, another broker that's the DTC participant. Um, for example, uh, I, I think there are some mm, small exceptions to the rule where, like, I Robinhood may be a DTC participant, but refuses to DRS transfer flat out. That's so, correct. Um, oh, I think you cut out a little bit there. Oh, you sorry just... about that. I was, I was just backing you up. That is that is correct. They are a, a, a DTC member themselves, um, cool. but they're not required. It's kind of weird. I guess I'll look quickly. If you look at the DTC member requirements, you have to be capable to DRS, but you don't actually have to do it. Yeah, so that's that's the little sticking point there. Yeah, so uh, to be a DTC participant is a requirement to be able to DRS, but clearly, as Robinhood uh, likes to show, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to help retail investors out at all. Um, but and then on the other hand, the the broker I was talking about earlier, the one that I called to to get this thing done, they did figure it out and they did allow me to DRS transfer for free um and it, it was as simple as requesting it over email i i just had to type up something similar to a letter of instruction just saying my name is this i want to drs transfer x amount of my gme shares and uh i here's my uh, account number here's my uh, other identifying information to prove that i'm legit legitimately asking this um and then yeah they send it away. They don't ask for the computer share account number or transfer agent account number uh, because they know that when you're with a transfer agent, your name is the account number. That's what they assign the shares to. Um, and I, I'll, I'll say this again here because maybe not everyone on, on this call would have heard this, but um, your account number with a transfer agent is actually considered the key to your account. It is a code that you can give to your broker to authorize transfers back into the DTC and back into the broker. So sometimes brokers will ask for, for your transfer agent account number and it is well within your right to say, no, I don't want to give you that. And they will then come back and say, oh, well, a new account will be made for you every time you transfer. And you'll say, fine, because as long as your name is correct and matches the previous transfer, it will go into the same account. Because as I said earlier, they assign the shares to your name because it is directly registered in your name. Um, so it, it makes sense when you think about it, but it just it flips the whole status quo on its head compared to you know brokers and the rest of the the uh, market. Um, but uh, I've um, put up in the nest uh, a link uh, to a post on Reddit which has some pictures on it. It's some data that was gathered from the uh, stock list viewing of GameStop earlier this year um, and someone went in and made a note of how many shareholders there are in every country. Um, there's uh, 
yeah, a lot of countries, 137 countries um, that have uh, directly registered shareholders in, which is incredible to see. Um, and what's always amazing to see for me is the fact that uh, England is third in the list and we don't have a single GameStop in England. I mean, there, there was some, there were some in Ireland for a while. But for me, if I want to go to a GameStop, I have to get my passport out. Uh, I can't even shop online. So it's just uh, incredible to see that many people who believe in the uh, in the company, even though we can't shop there. Um, I wish I could. Uh, I've, I've got some GameStop memorabilia sent to me from some lovely people, uh, and I rock it whenever I can. Those GameStop trousers, the 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 soft trousers, they're so comfortable. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, I digress. Um, so I figured I'll kind of go through this list a little bit to lead us through some of these brokers. So obviously America's at the top uh, and we have got how many brokers that can DRS? We have got 25 brokers that can DRS in America. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of them all require a letter of instruction. So again, that letter of instruction just keeps coming back. Um it is uh, like just worth giving it a go. Um, I'm sure with with my broker, actually, I'll, I'll shout them out. The one that can do it for free is Halifax. Um, it's it's also uh, the same kind of banking um, group as uh, Lloyd's and the Bank of Scotland. Um, they they are also brokers that will allow you to DRS for free for for this and using the same process as uh, Halifax. Um, which I think is amazing that they, they figured it out. They shared the information amongst themselves and now they can offer this service where most UK, I mean, I'm skipping ahead now, but let's see, I'll just select all my UK brokers in the list. And uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's, wait a minute. Is this correct? Where's Halifax gone? Oh, here we go. All right. We're in our database, some of it's listed under UK, some of it's list- listed under GB, Great Britain. So bear with me. Um, we've got nine plus uh, four. We've got 13 brokers in the UK that in, in our like uh, guides that we've got covered. Uh, and six of them can DRS, so about half of them. Uh, and I've listed a bunch of them already. Lloyd's, iWeb, uh, also owned by the same banking group, uh, Halifax and the Bank of Scotland, four out of the six, all the same banking group. They can all DRS for free, which is amazing. Um, then there's Charles Stanley, uh, which is uh, Fancy Pants Brokerage. They charge £50 for it. Uh, and HSBC UK, surprisingly, uh, the criminal bastards, they can also DRS transfer uh, for £55. So if you're in the UK and using either of those guys, you might want to shift over. I think IG UK is a good option. Um, I would shout out Halifax more, but I have to pay a yearly fee for, to keep my um, account rolling with them, uh, which I'm semi happy to pay because at least if I'm paying something, I'm less likely to be the product. Um, but anyway, let's go back. We've got America. Uh, and I mean, America is is the land of the free transfer fees. Uh, I think that's how the saying goes. Um, so there are a lot of these brokers can 
transfer for free. Um, but then we've got some noticeable outliers. We've got M1 Finance, $100, well, $115. Same with Ally, who use Apex Clearing, uh, everyone's least favorite clearinghouse. Um, first trade, $215 or trade zero, $250. It's just wild when you have so many options in America that can do it for free. Um, but largely within America, the request process is very simple. It's very direct. Uh, you have to provide, just provide your name and your social security number uh, for, for the most part. They'll also ask you some extra identifying information to do with your brokerage account. But as far as registering shares into your name, um, like I said earlier, they register it in your name. But Computer Share also, uh, I think, assign accounts based on social security numbers uh, when it comes to Americans anyway. Um, when it comes to being outside of the US, you can claim your account just by your name and then your account number, which you get in your account statements. Um, so, yeah, moving on to Canada, speaking of being outside the US, um, Canada has the second highest amount of holdings with, or second highest amount of individuals holding with uh, 11,000 individuals. They, uh, let's see, we've got nine uh, Canadian brokers and all of them can direct register, which is pretty impressive. Um, I don't think every single American broker is able to DRS. There is, yes, we've got a handful here. I, as we mentioned before, um, Robinhood do not allow D, uh, DRS transfers, but there's also Wealthfront, um, Acorns, which I believe has a bunch of celebrity investors in. Uh, Stash and Stockpile, all of them refuse to DRS. Uh, whether that means they're DTC participants, participants or not is another thing, as we were talking about earlier. Robinhood is, but they just refuse to do it because, uh, of course, they do. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, every single Canadian broker can DRS transfer. So how do you like them apples? But um, as we were talking about earlier, uh, most of them charge a arm and a leg to to do it so it's uh, a very unfortunate thing but we now kind of suggest people to go to interactive brokers because they are available across the world and um, they can drs transfer for five dollars which tends to beat everyone else to the punch uh, and for canadian brokers that's a large margin that's you're looking at two hundred dollars plus difference um and, you know, when shares are this cheap, that, that every penny makes a difference. Um, so, yeah, I, I talked about English brokers already. We've got 10,000 individuals in England uh, investing in that. Uh, next is Germany with almost 7,000 individuals investing. Um, they have got quite a lot of brokers. Uh, so we've got 14 brokers and only how many only five of them uh can drs um a lot of these german brokers they're really old-fashioned they really like uh the the kind of due process um believe it or not <laughs> and um because of that the majority of them ask for a computer share account number 
and they demand it, they will not transfer unless they have that account number, which is really unfortunate um, because they they clearly don't need it. But they are so used to the process of transferring from one broker to another that that's the way it's done. Your your shares with brokers are assigned to your account number, not your name. Um, you know, it's not a personal system like that. So, but uh, I will shout out the the five brokers that can. We got uh, Beta Bank, S Broker, DKB, Sparkas, Volksbank, and Flatex. They can all DRS, DRS transfer. Um, only Flatex charges an eighty euro fee. Uh, and Beta Bank is actually an iBro reseller, I think. Uh, they charge $5, and it's ex- exactly the same process. Um, there's, uh, uh, oh, okay, yeah. No, I'm just getting distracted by my notes there. Uh, this this database has all sorts of little nuggets of info. We've, we've also stockpiled all of the broker's websites, all the broker's Twitter uh, accounts or X accounts, uh, I guess I should use X if I'm talking on on that form itself. Uh, but yeah, their email addresses and and the uh, we're also building up their mail addresses, their phone numbers, everything for for the full YDRS database. So these brokers are going to find a very find it very hard to hide from us once we've got this thing up and running. Um, but yeah, so it's an unfortunate thing with German brokers. Um, the vast majority of them, again, like with the Canadian ones. You're, you're transferring to iBroker, um, interactive brokers, more because you have to than anything else. Um, and for some reason, one bank in, in Germany, uh, Commerce Bank, they charge 150 euros to transfer to another broker. And it's it's just wild to me that there's no standards for this because someone can charge you nothing and someone can charge you 150 euros for the same thing, the same service. Um, so uh, just makes me think, why? Why does this broker charge it? Why does this broker not? Um, anyway, okay, I, I digress once again. <laughs> makes me wonder as well, you know, what what is it that... Uh... Why are they wanting to disincentivize transfers out? Could there be any reason for that? We don't. Uh, we don't know. We'll have to draw our own conclusions. Absolutely. I mean, it makes sense to me why a broker would be quiet about offering transfers because they obviously want to keep you as their client. But to put such a egregiously high price on transferring is uh, like not just trying to keep you in it's also uh, a bit of a disservice to the client it's uh it would make uh it would generate a bit of animosity with me and, the, and my broker if that was the case for me um and actually there's one broker I, I skipped over with english brokers um and that is free trade and they're one of the fintech apps uh they also use drive wealth um but they have a very different situation compared to all other drive wealth brokers and that is they will allow you to transfer american stocks into their platform but they refuse to transfer them out even though it is essentially the same process just reversed it is a very simple situation they use drive wealth for the u.s stocks and clearly every other broker that uses drive wealth is able to do it but they refuse. And they are the only broker I know globally that will allow you to transfer shares of any kind in, but not out. Um, it just blows my mind. Um, 
I, they they received a lot of complaints from me. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, moving on from uh, Germany, next up in our list of uh, record holders per country is Australia um, with their lovely chess system uh, and uh, computer share as well. As a little fun fact, they started in Australia and that's why all the interviews with Paul Connie has got that lovely Australian accent. Um, some people would probably think we said me and him sound alike, but uh, that's that's the colonies for you. Um, so let's jump down to this Australian. We'll jump up right at the top of the list. AU. Here we go. We've got nine brokers in Australia, and only four of them, yeah, can transfer. Um, so most of them. Uh, I guess aren't connected that well to their DTC participants in America. Uh, I have less information on what their broker partners are, aside from Stake, who used uses Drive Wealth. Um, and yeah, I, I shouted them all out earlier: Superhero, Stake, Nab Trade, Westpac, and IG Australia, all, all DRS transfer. I'd avoid Stake uh, and Superhero, to be honest. Uh, Superhero charges $115 and Stake charges $200. Um, I would avo- avoid Stake entirely because they charge that $200 for regular transfers as well. Uh, and like I said earlier as well, they use DriveWealth. Uh, so they, they are adding $145 onto that transfer fee themselves. Uh, and I believe they bl- blame DriveWealth for the entire fee. Um which makes you think, where's the accountability on all of this? They they just shift the blame onto each other and like, unless they're called out, I guess they just can keep doing it. Um, but yeah, out of those four brokers, two of them require a letter of instruction. Uh, there's even one, uh, St. George Direct Shares. They, uh, they can't DRS transfer, but if you wanted to move to another broker or say interactive brokers, again, you'd needed a letter of instruction. So it's, um, yeah, I'm going to keep saying it, but it's if you're going to a broker and you're not sure how they accept these transfers, that's a really good place to start because it seems like a very broadly accepted uh, format of requesting anything from your broker, whether it be a transfer, a deposit, a withdrawal, whatever. I'd love to back that up and, and just kind of say again that, you know, we have a lot of guides, a lot of different broker guides on drsgma.org as Vivek is quoting from here. Uh, but we don't have, we don't have every broker on the planet. So if you happen to have an experience, you know, the listeners today, listeners in the future with a broker that we don't have listed, uh, please just reach out to us. We have a contact form on the site. We'd love to gather any info from you and add that. Uh, to our information roster there. And on another note, one thing I'd love to just mention as well, you know, hearing about all these hoops that people have to jump through internationally, a lot of the time, maybe they, you know, er- earlier investors, before they heard about uh, direct ownership, they probably didn't even realize, you know, of course they didn't know all these fees and fee structures. Uh, and yet, if for those that are looking at this record holder data we have from the GameStop stock list viewing um, earlier this year, uh, almost 50,000 individuals are international holders from the about 200,000 record holders. So that's, you know, one quarter of investors are, are international and felt that it was still worth it going through these hoops, playing, paying these fees, owning sock in their own name. Uh, I just love to see the passion that displays uh, from the investor base. Uh, it's so in- incredible to me. And uh, 
Just shout out to all the international investors. Absolutely. Um, and the, this next uh, international um, group is is extra special in my eyes because they they are this high up on the list. It's it's the Netherlands, and there are only three brokers in our entire database uh, that uh, we are aware are in the Netherlands and only two of them can DRS. So we've got two brokers who have handled most likely all of these two and a half thousand people, uh, Dutch people, uh, and managed all this DRS transferring. So it like, it goes to show even with a smaller country like that, with a smaller selection of brokers, there's still a lot of passion, a lot of pressure and a lot of support. So, um, We've got uh, the ones that can, uh, Rabobank. Uh, I think they're a bit more international as well, but um, I think they're the main one because the next one is uh, Mexem, M-E-X-E-M. They're kind of across uh, the EU, but um, they seem to, again, be a bit of an uh, interactive brokers reseller. It's $5 fee to DRS transfer with them, uh, and it's very simple. but again, going back to Rabobank, guess what you need? A letter of instruction. Um, so if you're curious about what a letter of instruction looks like, I'm, I'll see if I can um, grab a link to the fillable PDF that we have in one of our many guides. Um, I'm going to jump into that Rabobank guide now and see if I can dig it out. Um, so, yeah, like Netherlands, just two brokers that we're aware of anyway. If if uh, you're in the Netherlands and you know of a broker that isn't Mexem or Rabobank or ABN Amro, please let us know. Like there are some countries, like I, I think we only have one for India. We've only got one. Oh, we've got two for Singapore. Uh, only one in Singapore that can actually DRS transfer, um, and they charge you a a, a double fee. Uh, in Singapore, yet they charge you uh, fifty-three and a half dollars of Singapore dollars plus a, uh, fifty US dollars uh, to DRS transfer. Um, so I guess that's a, a fee coming from them as well as their DTC participant uh, partner. Um, oh, I'm tapping the wrong things. Looking for Rabobank right now. Um, there we go. Um, but yeah, so next. On our list of international holders, we've got uh, Sweden, which has nearly 2,000 holders. Um, and uh, I, I'm hoping in the next, um, just to go on a tangent real quick, um, I'm hoping on the next uh, stock list visit or viewing um, that we're going to get a breakdown of average shareholding uh, per shareholder per country. So uh, just to clarify, so we've got 10,000 over 10,000 holders in uh, Great Britain. What's the average shareholding for for those 10,000 shareholders? So we can kind of start to pass out a bit more of like the weighting of each of this, because all we have right now is just how many people are investing. Uh, And a lot of the countries further down the list, it's just one investor or two investors. Um, but they could still be holding a significant uh, portion. So it's it's worth digging into that data more, I think. Um, but I think I've just got the link for our letter of instruction in case anyone wants to try and use it or just take a look at it. It's uh, a 
yeah, nicely archived little PDF hosted little thing. Come on. There we go. That's posted. And this will all be in the show notes when this goes live on all the, um, on the podcast apps as well. Um, Cause we want to make this information as accessible as possible. Um, so yeah, Swedish brokers. Let's have a look. We have got four of them that we're aware of and only one of them will let you DRS transfer. Uh, and that is Avanza. Um, and it's free and I'm pretty sure it's pretty simple. I'm actually just going to open it up to refresh my memory, but, uh, it should just be a matter of, uh, an e- oh, Avanza are one of the cheeky brokers that ask for a computer share account number, uh, and they do demand it. So it's, uh, something worth bearing in mind. Um, but yeah, uh, oh, they require a copy of your DRS advice report, which is basically your uh, account statement with ComputerShare. They call it an advice report or DRS advice because you, I don't think it, you're not actually spending money. It's um, it's a weird financial term. Um, Chives, you, you put your hand up. Have you uh, got more info or you want to talk about something else? Uh, well, I as far as the DRS advice, um, yeah, that isn't what I raised my hand for, but I'll talk to that briefly. That's essentially going to be the and advice is kind of just what they call any, um, you know, pertinent information that they're making the investor aware of. And in the case of computer share, the DRS advice is the notification that an investor is going to get once the DRS transfer is successful. So what they might be looking for there is just further proof of uh, prior account holdings. That's actually why I'd raise my hand. Um, you know, I just wanted to, this is something else I realized that we didn't touch on yet, but kind of is important for context. So many of these brokers are asking for computer share account information, but what if you don't have a computer share account yet? You know, then how are you going to provide something like that in order to DRS initially? And uh, that's something that I know, Bibic, that you uh, have personal experience with. Uh, it's just a funny thing I just realized we hadn't covered yet. Um so, uh, you know, if you want to just hop into mention that briefly, you know, I'd love to mention that we have a whole uh, show about that in the past, but we can mention it here too. Absolutely, um, yeah. It's I, yeah, it's been so long now. I'm just like everyone's already in, right? So we're just transferring shares to our existing accounts. But no, of course, um, yeah. So Vans is a, a key example of that. If you don't have an existing account. You cannot transfer shares into computer share. They just refuse to do it. I think because they believe that again, the, the shares are assigned to the account number, not the name, but I, it seems like no matter how much people get on the phone and try and explain this to them, they, they don't believe it. Uh, so we're stuck with this situation where, yeah, as a non-US citizen, to open a uh, computer share account, you have to transfer into the DRS system first. Oh, I said DRS system. I hate it when people do that. It's like saying, send it to me as ASAP as possible. Uh, so it's just DRS. Um, but yeah, uh, reset my brain real quick. Okay. Um, so yeah, you need to transfer a, a share, at least one share, into the DRS in order to open that account. Whereas as an American citizen, you just got to put in your bank information, buy a share, and your account's opened. It's as easy as that. 
So there are two kind of main options that we um, suggest on the websites. Uh, I've kind of, I've used both um, because it took so long for me to get through to Halifax, how to DRS transfer. And it took them so long to learn it. I, I gave up waiting and I bought a share along with a replica certificate through giveashare.com. Uh, they, they allow you like all you need is is a card, um, a bank card, and you can buy an American stock from anywhere in the world. It gets put straight into your name in computer share. And for the most for pretty much every stock, uh, it includes the gift of a certificate or a replica certificate. Um, but for GameStop's case, they've actually included the option to just have the digital share registered in your name uh, in order to reduce costs and just give people what they want which is get that computer share account and now you can start buying direct or transferring into that account uh, and the other option is to open an interactive brokers account uh, buy a single share through that transfer um, and we recommend that as well for, for people who uh, are with brokers that refuse to DRS transfer because you can get that ball rolling with iBroker you buy your share get it transferred get that account open whilst you're then moving out of that broker that refuses to direct DRS into interactive brokers or a similar such broker that will allow it. Um, but if you're curious about give a share, um, we've got a page, a whole page dedicated to them on mydrs.org, uh, information about how they work and, uh, yeah, the kind of, in, uh, yeah, it's a, it's like a breakdown of, of, what their business is and how it works and they're quite a small business um and they're quite nice people like we've had multiple interactions with them now i say we i haven't myself but some some of the guys in america have uh and they seem very receptive compared to a lot of companies we've we've tried to get in touch with um so i i, I do enjoy giving the shout out because they do seem to genuinely want to to help um there is, of course, because it's their business, there's a little fee on top of like the share price for what you pay for. Um, and then also you can pay a bit extra like I did <laughs> to get uh, a little engraving included on the frame of my replica certificate. Uh, and I got a nice little uh, quote from from Roaring Kitty from Keith Gill. Um, let me see. I'm, I'm just going to take it off the wall quick. This is my because uh, I don't want to mess up the quote. Uh, so it says, I support the right of individuals to send a message based on how they invest. And I just love that quote. So that right next to my GameStop replica certificate, I love seeing that. Um, but anyway, uh, so, yeah, it is crazy. Like this only happens outside of the US where they demand that account number and refuse to DRS without it. I can only assume it's that knowledge gap. But hopefully with more awareness more people talking about it those uh hills will be like overcome um uh, after that after sweden we've got new zealand all the way over on the other side of the world where is it nz and then for new zealand we've got two brokers one of them uh uses drive wealth that's hatch uh, they charge the standard $55 that, that Drive Wealth tends to charge, uh, it seems now, for, for all the different brokers. Uh, the other one is the most New Zealand broker name I could ever imagine. They're called Sharesies, and uh, they do not DRS. Uh, they they don't even 
transfer at all. So you're kind of stuck with them if you're using them. Similar with eToro uh, and uh, Capital.com. They're like a CFD broker now anyway. But Or GoTrade, they're, they're an international broker, but refuse to transfer. Uh, so it seems like maybe they're a CFD broker as well, but they just don't say that they are. Um, but yeah, considering Hatch... I think that is the only New Zealand broker that can DRS transfer. And yet New Zealand is so high up on the list. We've got well over a thousand people. And again, there are more sheep in New Zealand than people. It's it's a small population. So it's so impressive to see stuff like that. Like we've got a lot of people there who believe in the company, believe in all this Web3 game turnarounds and uh, are willing to actually directly register their shares uh, despite the kind of limited options, it's it's Hatch or Interactive Brokers, um, essentially. So, and, and again with Norway next to them, um, we only have in our in our list one Norwegian broker, uh, and that is DNB, uh, and they charge two thousand Norwegian krona to uh, DRS. I can't remember what that converts to <laughs> into dollars. So either that's not too bad or that's heinously expensive. I'm not sure. Uh, but again, it's one broker and it's uh, it's that or potentially um, interactive brokers that these people are using. And we have over a thousand Norwegian individuals who have invested. Um, and then same for Ireland, over a thousand individuals invested uh, and they have access to similar stuff we have in the UK. Um, not everything, but uh, yeah. The, the options are fairly limited too. We're all small islands, uh, and yet here we are representing. So um, it, it just inspires me. Like we we were going through not that long ago. Uh, I should on our Discord the um, numbers of, of views that some of our uh, guides have got, and um, and let me see if I can dig some of them up uh, because we're kind of. I could go through this list all day of the different countries, to be honest, but uh, <laughs> we should probably wrap up soon. But I th- this data with the... Uh, um, uh, well, I'm also really excited to get more granular data. You know, uh, something to be said, you know, thanks so much to the folks from our community, from the GameStop investing community that, um, that took the time to research together the proper legal way to access the stock list, that took time away from work to buy plane tickets, fly out there, um, view the list in person, uh, took time ahead to verify it uh, with other major community members who could provide validity to the data. Uh, it's really terrific. And next year, uh, there'll be even more of a, you know, a, a kind of a, a established information already about what we want to get. Uh, more of a strategy. So I'm, I'm looking forward to knowing even more. Uh, but it really is incredible to me. I mean, that, that was just the top 10 countries you rattled off. Coincidentally, those are the 10 countries that have over 1,000 individual record holders uh, that are listed uh, there, you know, as holding GameStop. So really fascinating to see the, the worldwide impact. And also, again, all the folks that are taking this extra step, uh, the extra time and research and monetary impact to hold in their own name. So it's really, really incredible. And uh, the online broker guides are, I'm sure, a part of uh, of helping make that a reality. Yeah, well, speaking on that, um, I, I found the numbers. So this is the overall views that the, 
uh, each guide has had uh, since the, their inception. Um, number one in the list is Interactive Brokers. Unsurprisingly, they're available globally, even in America. So um, it's been viewed nearly 44,000 times by 20,000 wow. unique individuals. And this is just the people who accept the cookies on the website. So this is the minimum amount of people who have seen it. Um, the next highest is Fidelity in America with 40, 43,500 views by uh, so close. yeah but by more unique individuals 23 and a half thousand unique ind- individuals and again this is the minimum amount of people that have seen this uh and then next after that we've got another international it's revolut i assume because back uh before the before i think it was oh no it wasn't february this year that was bmo but uh, I think it might have been June-ish when Revolut changed to stop DRS transferring. But before that, we've got 16,000 views for Revolut from uh, nearly 8,000 individual people. Uh, and then after that, back to America, TD Ameritrade, 12, 000, over 12,000 views by nearly 7,000 people. And then after that, we're back to Europe uh, with DeGiro, who is um, a broker that cannot DRS transfer, but it is possible to transfer into interactive brokers for, I think it's like a 55 euro fee. Uh, but that, that's been seen well over 10,000 times by over 5,000 people. Uh, and then back to America again. It's, I love how much it jumps between. Like um, you, you'd think with 145,000 individual US citizens uh, directly registering their shares, they would dominate the the guide viewings um but they really don't so it's uh I, I love it and also i love that the top one is fidelity who who is arguably the easiest broker to drs with uh aside from a few weeks ago i think their um their chat bot was down so you can drs just by saying drs please and it would do it for you but um but yeah then after jajiro we've got charles charles schwab Oh, God, try saying that 10 times fast. Charles Schwab, uh, Vanguard, Weeble, the, they're all sitting around. Well, Charles Schwab is nearly 9,000 views, and then Vanguard and Weeble, nearly 7,000. Uh, and then eToro, back in Europe, at 6,500. And then back to America with eTrade, 6,500. It's, it's crazy. So these are like... Again, this is just the top selection of brokers, but thousands and thousands and thousands of times these things have been viewed by thousands of individuals. So this is a big movement, and uh, I, I'm so glad that we've been able to help people out with figuring out how to do this. And to be honest, we couldn't have figured out how to do this if it wasn't for that community either. So it's just this whole, uh, <laughs> I was going to say self-feeding cycle, but it's a, it's also a bit of a circle jerk but uh <laughs> it's um yeah like this this sharing of information it just helps build the strength and resilience of, of ev- these uh individual investors household investors retail investors wh- whatever you want to call us um it's uh yeah it, we're so together but also completely individual at the same time i love it um because i know i mean that is great job Vivek. great job 
everybody on the team and everybody in the community um, yeah. interested in ownership. And we definitely want to keep that ball rolling. You know, I, I know Chad brought up a while ago, you know, other, other um, markets like his, the French companies, like the Australian companies and, Definitely part of our reach goals is to help individuals in those markets or individuals in other markets that want to get involved in those markets, learn about how to achieve uh, ownership for their own selves and how to uh, avoid these, uh, what do we want to call them, parasitic leeches that that are middlemen and glut on the system uh, for their own, whatever, for their own means. Nefarious, that's a matter of opinion, I guess, but uh, I certainly prefer to hold in my own name. And I want to empower others to do the same thing, should they choose. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And um, I just want to say as well, like all these guides that have been seen so many thousands of times, like they are written for uh, going to computer share as the transfer agent. But this process is completely applicable for any transfer agent in America and for any stock. So, this is what we're trying to build now with YDRS. We are taking all of these guides, we're piecing them out, putting it through a database, and then you'll be able to come with any stock or any US stock, at least for now, uh, and any broker that you're holding with, and we'll be able to give you a full guide on how to get out of that broker, uh, maybe into another broker that will DRS transfer, and then from that broker that can DRS transfer into your transfer agent, um, well, into your company, really, because uh your your shares are held on the company's ledger the transfer agent is just how you it's your portal your window into that ledger uh seeing your your number of shares on that ledger if that makes sense it's so convoluted but (laughs) hopefully we're we're making it a bit easier to understand but uh and listen to laxley's episode um on the kind of types of ownership and how they're structured you know we, we line it up uh, starting from seed and major custodians on down to sole legal title. Uh, it's a great discussion and helps break that down if anyone is a bit fuzzy or wants to know a bit more. For sure. We get into a bit of um, issuer plan holdings, direct stock purchase plans with transfer agents as well. Uh, and we might come back to that again down the line, but I think we've given so many sources and citations and clarifications about that now that hopefully we can we can put that down for a bit um but yeah hopefully uh we'll we'll have more people coming in for that soon i think we've got a a guest joining us next week to talk more about this kind of um being active in the community and helping build movements and trying to get things going which is what we're trying to do with getting this information out there um but yeah, I think uh, I think that's it for for today. I think we've covered a lot, and uh, hopefully, with these links, uh, you guys can explore, uh, read up more on what we're talking about. You can see all the guides on the websites, uh, which are available in the link tree. And um, if you have any questions or, or information, as Charles was saying earlier, we've got website, uh, we've got emails on the websites, but also. We're right here. We're on X. You can DM us. Uh, and then in the link tree as well, you can find the links to our Lemmy instance and our Discord server um, where you can come find us, ask us questions. Uh, you can, you know, come and let us know what we're doing right or doing wrong. We're, we're so open to criticism. Uh, 
possibly to a fault but uh it's it's how we grow so we love it and and please keep it coming um but yeah i think uh i think that's just about covers it for this week um and uh we'll be back next week for for another episode of taking stock uh and until then i hope you all have a good week i hope the market's uh bear to you all but let's face it we we know that's not the case but uh (laughs) i i still wish you all well we have a lot of love for you guys because without you guys we wouldn't have a single guide on this website we wouldn't have any of this information so you know we stand on the on the shoulders of giants as uh as chives likes to say absolutely appreciate everyone appreciate you bibic I appreciate you, Chad, for stopping by and bringing uh, such a great audience. I hope you guys all enjoyed listening to this discussion about DRS from around the world. And I hope you all stop by in the future. It's roughly Wednesdays, 4 p.m. EST. We're having talks like this on one thing or another. And you can always catch it in post on your uh, podcast platform of choice or follow our RSS feed directly from GitHub. All right. See you later. See you later.